You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Happy holidays, you old building and loan. Welcome to the Grogs Podcast, Grogs Cinematic Universe Holiday Special. Yes, I decided this is a special. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. And I'm Jasper. Jasper, calling in from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. (laughs) (laughs) Hunt for the Big Red Dawn. (laughs) all right what's going on everybody super excited for this episode so here's what's going down we're gonna do listen monster of the week stuck around our halloween our halloween segment doesn't know when to quit and i'm i'm glad we are going to ditch reacted the news people have sent me new stuff i love it i've got paul sending me spider watch stuff now Maddie D sent me an email with Snyder Watch news. I love that we've got you guys sending us Snyder Watch stuff. That's so funny. Maybe I'll do an extra like react to the news short stream sometime. But tonight we're going to skip that because it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and, and every other holiday that I'm just not privy to. There's a lot this time of year. Like 24 or something. Yeah. And vaccines. (laughs) and vaccines vaccines, yeah so monster of the week segment is christmas is the monster and we are going to play a little game so stick around for the game for sure because i'm kind of excited for it a completely original game that i've never seen anybody else do anywhere ever especially on a podcast especially on a podcast never seen or heard it anywhere first time anybody's seen such a game i feel like this is going to be a very powerful game yes but you know for the holidays, we're of course, we're going to bring you fun and games. And for podcast feed listeners later, this will go out on the Grolix podcast feed and the Grolix Cinematic Universe feed. <laughs> hey, GCU listeners, it's been a while. We're still here kicking it. Just so you know, we've been talking about a lot of movies on Grolix podcast. So, uh, you know, if you're not subscribed to that, you should definitely look up Grolix podcast. But we'll be back again someday. 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 I feel like we should do a, uh, like a, you know, the merge pitch at some point on the nights. That's so, it's so funny because I should have never separated GCU from the Grolix feed (laughs) because (laughs) it was merged at one point. And eventually I feel like, yeah, it's probably just going to get merged again. But, you know, it had to try, it had to try going out on its own. But every kid, every kid at some point moves back in with the parents for a little bit fine not every kid most kids i guess but i mean if you're student teaching and you're trying to save money and you just bought a computer that might happen right (laughs) that's right oddly specific for no reason (laughs) what's new guys got anything new to lead this show off with before we get into our movie talk Mm -mm. anything exciting i'm on vacation today was my last day with kids 
So that implies that you still have work to do, have to but you don't have to deal with the kids. Yeah, I still have, right. Well, I have to do things, but it's more like sitting down at a desk instead of like chasing first graders. That's Which, good. let's be real, I do a lot of. Paul says Grolix WWE style, LOL. I get it because it's like when they, you know, they split off into the... the it's like Survivor night. Series. Yeah. Yeah. So it's brand versus brand. That's One right. night only. What we've need to do has been playing up, only. playing up this conflict between Grolix podcast and GCU more. I want somebody to share. <laughs> Except you made it so incestuous over there. You were like, <laughs> we're the sister, brother, sister, cousin, uncle. Family, family fight. Like, like, no. Families fight. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You, they fight a lot. Especially yeah. incestuous families because there's love triangles all over the yeah. place. And then, <laughs> and then it's and all like, fun and games until it's exploitation. Speaking of which, yeah, call back. Listen to the last episode. I got a question because then wouldn't Randy then have to fight like inner Randy because Randy's both? That's part of what makes it weird. Yeah. The amount of person like inter conflict that I'd have to manifest would be. Yeah, it's like that Neil Gaiman episode of Doctor Who where Matt Smith has to battle Mr. Clever, which is just Matt Smith with a little Borg piece. I feel like Randy piece. would be just Fight Club. Just <laughs> the first rule of podedit.com is you do not talk about podedit.com unless you're a podcast. In which case, podedit.com. Yes, go there. Talk about it. and Talk about it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah said, girl universe idea that Melanie had. Yep. Uh, Paul says, whoa, Randy got a WWE reference. Am I in the mirror in a mirror universe? Maybe. I just read an article earlier today about mathematics and mirror, mirror universes, and they're starting to figure out why different dimensions mathematics line up so well. It's a very fascinating subject. You should check it out. And Randy does a hell of a Randy uh, Savage. So Yeah, he does. Hey, yeah. He does a good, what's that guy's name? Jimmy Short, too. Snap into a smooth crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wait, wait, wait! I'm gonna... just went Kermit the Frog. Oh, voice. Go for that voice. Step into a Slim Jim. Melanie's comment made me want to like combine Randy Savage with uh, Jimmy Stewart and be like, "Oh yeah, you old building alone." <laughs> you know, the cream rises to the top. I I throw a rope around it and I pull it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that better. <laughs> Snap it to a slid gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clarence. <laughs> Clarence. Son, meet me in the ring. My, <laughs> my Jimmy Stewart slowly becomes a Christopher Walken. <laughs> I think all your voices do, but they all do. They all devolve into Chris Walken territory. Eventually. Evolve. Or, or evil because Chris Merry Walker. Christmas, you old building and loan. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, you know what? That could still just be walking. I know you were doing a little uh bringing Randy Savage into it, but <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's let's get into some shows. Who wants to start first? And we're gonna skip what have we been watching because because this is what we've been watching, Auntie Donna. Big old house of fun. Oh yes, go Thank watch goodness. it. It's ridiculous. It so much. Everything is a drum. 
Everything is a trip, dude. I've watched that. Thank you, Netflix's joke, Netflix YouTube channel, because they have that skit on YouTube. Yep. Go watch it. It's the perfect, like, it's the first scene of the Netflix series, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. And it's perfect because when it starts, I didn't know Auntie Donna. When it starts, I'm like, this is, oh, this is real bad. And then it takes a turn, and I'm like, I kind of love it, though. I kind of love oh, it. Oh, yes. Yeah. It goes like Rick and Morty, like super dark, and you're like, what? I would I would <laughs> Rick and Morty level, but I will say it's a step up from the weird YouTube guy that molests chicken and eggs. I don't know what his thing is. Randy likes it. How too basic? Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, is that how too basic? Because it, yeah. it, it has to be. Yeah, and the noise is. Uh, oh, it's definitely a step up, I think. It's or no, it's just it's just one step up. It's it's a couple steps up, I would say. I'm gonna say. Okay, may, maybe two. <laughs> their, their version of Family Feud. Oh my god! Also, the Ellen sketch. Yes, is, I think maybe the best thing. It's so yeah. good. It's such yeah. a journey yeah. <laughs> out hey, of nowhere. Maybe we're skipping what we watched. Go. We are. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was the Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. Who wants to start first with the monster that is Christmas? I'll go first. Okay. I watched this uh, movie that was suggested not last was it last no not last episode the episode before right yes. yeah when we had um, Robert Geronimo on mm -hmm. which was Black Christmas it was all right it was interesting it was very dated because it was one of those. You know, the call's coming from inside the house. Man, you know, we don't even have a house phone anymore. Sorry, it's a sorority. The, the setup is a, there's a sorority, and then they're getting crank phone calls, and people start getting murdered. That's basically it. And it's Christmas time. There's some ridiculous bits where there's a guy running around, keep him on the phone, and he's running back and forth between these giant machines. And I'm like, so nowadays, you just like, call the cell phone company and they'd be like, hold on real quick. Let me check my computer. And then they tell you, but you know. I'm going to do my best not to bust it on your review too much, but I want to say I was fast because yeah, they're tracing a call in night. It's a 1974 movie. I was fascinated by what it actually looked like to trace a call in 1974. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just a computer, but this guy's actually running around like the phone warehouse, whatever they call it, whatever the phone direct, like, it was crazy. There's machinery. Like a server room, but back then. It, it, it was very interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll shut up now and tell you. Uh -huh. I really like the creepy voice that they use on the crank phone calls, who is also, it turns out, I'm, sorry, I'm spoiling things, but is also the killer. But the weird, sounds almost possessed. Awesome. I wish I could crank call somebody that good. But it's all right. There was a couple parts that I was a little shocked by, like Lois Lane saying, you can't rape a townie. That shocked me. And I was like, are they kidding me with this? So that, you know, that's again, it's something they could have said back in the day, but that now I'm like, this, this is not necessarily uh, applied to current, you know. Unless it's the <laughs> electoral college. <laughs> yeah. It's topical and true. The setup was kind of ridiculous, actually, I think. But it was fun. And the kills were interesting. And some of the characters were humorous, too. So, yeah, it was pretty good. I'd give it at least three stars. Go ahead and watch it. 
it's it's interesting. That's three it. tree topper stars. Yes, three stars and, of, stars and of an Bethlehem. angel. No, three stars no, of Bethlehem, no which the star of Bethlehem will be visible this year, and it's actually Saturn and Jupiter aligning. But yeah, don't miss uh, it. It's, it's happening uh, this upcoming this week. Saturn and Jupiter are not nice guys in the Roman mythology. Nope. Huh. Yeah. You can't spell blaspheme without M-E. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Christmas is based on Saturnalia, which is the worship of Saturn, so it makes it even extra special, huh? Yeah. No. Paul says, and Lois Lane gave whiskey to kids. She did. She got him drunk, too, and she laughed about it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I watched this with Melanie as well, and I quite enjoyed it. I wasn't sure what to expect. I can't believe I've never watched this before because this really is a pre-slasher slasher. It's 1974 mm -hmm. before slashers were really a thing, and you can tell that the tropes hadn't properly been established because the virgin, spoilers, dies first. Uh -huh. So we were slightly surprised. It was like, oh, that really didn't come in until later. Yeah. I called the unicorn before it happened, and I was super excited about it, yes. The humor was okay in parts and a little bit much too much. The house mother, basically her entire role is like, fine. she's got whiskey hidden all over the house, and it's funny that she's always looking for her bottle, hidden whiskey bottle of whiskey, and I was like, ah, that's a little lame. The end, and Paul mentioned something, where'd it go? He said, no, you don't know if that's the killer. The end, I feel, for me, and I think a lot of people like it, I like I like it on paper. It fell flat because of how, for me, very unrealistic the scenario in the final sequence is. If I'm, I don't want to go into like complete spoilers, but like somebody gets left somewhere, the cops just leave, and it's like that's not what would happen. They would take her with them, or take her to a hospital. Mm -hmm. It was very unrealistic, mm -hmm. but I do like either the resolution or the non-resolution of the killer so yeah i appreciate yeah, it i'm i'm going to just assume that cops in the 70s or whenever this was made were just <laughs> lazy because they also didn't check a murder house thoroughly for any more corpses or murderers so i mean why not just leave a victim in the house alone also it has <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah they didn't even like there's bodies there's bodies in the attic it's like no that's a crime scene they would have found every body they let the bodies hit the they floor they let the bodies <laughs> sit some more so, <laughs> <laughs> I got such a reaction it was so bad <laughs> I like you're not even a dad and you were allowed to make that joke <laughs> right I like the cast a lot um, I like uh, I don't like this Mar chick. She's weird. She seems like she should be foreign. I, I like this chick. I like Margot Kidder. Her character is very strange, but I appreciate her. Her character is a good example of, I think, what makes this set out from just like a standard slasher. Margot Kidder's character, not um, this is what I say, Olivia Hussey, I believe. Um, <laughs> but I like Margot Kidder's character because she's just like. She's just a weird, drunken mess. She has some like interesting dialogue at the beginning, but she calls her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a slight swear. It's not, not nice language. She, calls, she's on the phone and she calls her mother a gold-plated whore, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what? 
and that conversation goes nowhere. Like that's just a little bit of character stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with the plot. And I'll get into that a little bit later in my review, but there's a lot of like little character stuff with some of the characters that just is, it's just there because they're, they're just these characters. And I appreciated that aspect. It's kind of, it was refreshing. Some of the characters like the house mother, pretty thin, this, this Olivia Hussey, this chick, she's like, she's not the most interesting character. They did some interesting drama, I guess, with her. It touches on abortion in kind of an interesting way. And that's also something I'll get into on my review later. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. It was a little slow off the top. I was a little worried, but. So would you give it more than three stars or do you agree with me? I, I gave it four, I think, because once it got into basically once the house mother gets out of the picture and it's not because she's gone, but that's when I feel like the movie picks up. Once it gets into oh John Saxton is is plays a cop of course a sheriff because and it, you might know him as uh, Nancy's father from Nightmare on Elm Street in which he's also the town a town cop or whatever but like his character he's in it and his character is pretty good but once it becomes more like them trying to trace the call and it is cliche because it does go as Melanie said to the but the calls coming from inside the house but I'm like in 1974. I'm sure that was already an urban legend, but I don't feel like it would have felt as cliche as it does now. And maybe part of the reason it does now is because of this movie. But I thought, I don't know. I, I thought all that, like it did good at building tension at that point. It doesn't feel like they're in college though. Like this is a sorority. And it just doesn't really feel like it. it just feels like a bunch of chicks that live in this house. I don't know if that matters. So elephant in the room or Angel on top of the tree. Is it a Christmas movie? There's carolers. There's there's carolers. <laughs> but is is it about Christmas? No. I was gonna say, I I mean to me, yeah, it's absolutely a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas horror movie. It's, it's a horror Black movie. Christmas. No, it's a horror movie set during Christmas. It's called Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. But going by the podcast is coming from inside the house. Going by <laughs> which house though? There's so many houses on this podcast. <laughs> so Maddie D says, "Is that Jasper or Zack Snyder?" Yes, Snyder Watch. Jack Snyder. Jack. Jack, Jack Snyder. Snyder. Ooh, it's Jasper's alter ego. Jack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's always cut. Oh, but going by Melanie's definition, like, no, I don't think whatever her definition of a Christmas movie might be, I don't think this is, would qualify. But yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It has Black Christmas in the title. It's set during Christmas. But this is as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. Ooh, Jenna, is it streaming free anywhere or is it still a rental? YouTube, in a proper actual YouTube movie, it's free on the YouTube movies channel or whatever. Just search Black Christmas on YouTube. And you can watch it for free. It says free with ads, but we watched it on my Chromecast. No ads popped up the whole time. Yeah. It's it also cool. on Tubi TV, but you will definitely get ads if you watch it on Tubi TV. Mm-hmm. So the, the, that was actually a super pleasant surprise because an older movie like this where it's it's well known, but it's not like one that people talk about a lot. I was like, oh, this is gonna be kind of hard to track down. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's on YouTube for free, like legit on YouTube, not just like somebody ripped it and uploaded it. It's It's a YouTube proper movie stream i've never done that what i've never ripped a movie i mean um (laughs) yeah but have you ever ripped a movie and uploaded it to youtube 
No. No. I, I wouldn't assume you would have. No. But there are some movies where sometimes, if you're looking for something obscure, that might be the only way you can watch it. And I've I've done that a couple times. Watched it. Never uploaded it myself. Hardware. Ooh, really? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I needed to own it. Because I was like, you know what? I liked it. You I liked it, it enough to have it. So. I mean, you bought it so you could watch it somehow unwrapped last yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah. in order to review it two (laughs) episodes ago and i said and then i just rewrapped it because i like how it looks in plastic right i vacuum seal all of my dvds just in case i want them to be pristine for the next it's important to do maddie d says tubi is awesome too dude i will give you that maddie tubi tv it's free Sure, it's got ads, but it's free, and they have a ton of stuff. Especially if you're if you're looking for kind of like obscure or like B grade stuff. Whew. Also, was it Tubi that we watched? Like, um, I was just gonna say this. We Is did it Street Fighter. Yes, the sh- a Street yeah. Fighter for GCU. We did it. Yeah, yep. Street Fighter and like some of these Sunny Chiba movies and stuff. It's good for k- kung fu movies and and the like. Which was a good episode of GCU. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying that because I was on it. I think you are. <laughs> Maybe. Which Kill Bill did we do with that one? Was that the second one? That was volume two. Yeah, you did the awesome artwork. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was a, it was a good episode. Who wants to go next? I feel like you should because... I'm going to follow up with Black Christmas from 2019. Okay, I will go next. I do before I get too far beyond it. I think Paul said Die Hard was his Christmas watch for, for this week or whatever. I may be bringing up Die Hard later. Oh, that's dumb. I might too. I heard it's what a, a killer Christmas movie. I agree. Oh, really. There is some killing. I know, Melanie. Don't get upset with us. It's that thing where when it's because people have fought it so much, it makes it more of a Christmas movie to some people because they just love the fight. Yeah. Look at the state of America right now. They yeah. Just look at Mitch America. McConnell. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> he's only alive for the fight. He's it's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he only exists because you know he's there. <laughs> That's it, right? Stop if he thinking about him. something. He wouldn't be there. If you don't say his name, he loses his power. Definitely don't say his name three times because oh, Bebe's ba- world, BB's world is still waiting for comics. For yeah, comics. yeah, for real. That's for yeah. real. Not Bebe's world. That's something else. Oh, that's Bebe's kids, I'm thinking. Okay, so... Paul, I disagree. What Paul say? Oh. oh the bottom half of the screen. is a hardcore. Oh, <laughs> the, the line has been drawn. And it's across the, up, the half the screen yeah. here. Okay, so... I watched Black Christmas... And Black Christmas. I watched Black Christmas, the the most recent remake. I did not realize this was also remade in 2006. I did not have time to watch all three. I'm sorry. But I watched the 2019, the most recent version of Black Christmas. And this is one of those remakes where it's pretty much Black Christmas in name only. And I kind of hate it. I hate it unless they do something really interesting. And they did something. If you're going to remake like the grandfather of slasher movies, like this is barely, 
it's hard to categorize this even as a slasher movie. So overview, according to the movie db.org, Hawthorne College is winding down for the holidays, yet one by one, sorority girls are being picked off. Riley Stone, a girl dealing with her own trauma, begins to notice, and oh, she's dealing with her own trauma? I hadn't noticed, as it was sledgehammered across my face the entire movie, begins to notice and tries to save her friends before they too are picked off. Paul says, well, yippee-ki-yay, Mother Jasper. Okay. Uh, he, <laughs> says, he says the remakes suck. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen the 2006 one. I do. And as stated, I was new to the original. I watched this because I was like, well, let's check this out. It's currently streaming on HBO Max as well. So I was like, okay. I did not enjoy this. I did not like this at all. It does. It does. Like I said, it does the thing of. I don't know how spoilery I should get. Okay, so. The PG there's okay. First off, the one thing that people were kind of initially upset about was it's PG 13 and people are like, how are you going to do a PG 13 remake of a slasher? Blah, blah, blah. And after having watched black Christmas, now you couldn't do a direct remake and have it PG 13 just because of like the language in the original, but they're really like the gore. Isn't that hardcore that I can recall from the original. There is some gory bits, but like the kill, it's not that kind of a slasher. And for a college sorority movie, there's like no, there's no nudity. nudity at all. Yeah. yeah, there's no nudity in this one either. Okay, so here's the what you as Jasper said, the angel on the Christmas tree, the elephant in the room with this movie. This is PG 13 because the director, I think they were going for an R, and the director actually decided, no, let's cut it down to a PG 13 because I want young girls to see this movie. And as a straight white male, this movie is not made for me. <laughs> it is made very specifically for 13-year-old girls and just women in general, I guess. And it's this is I'm trying to be delicate with how I handle it because I don't want to be one of the angry white guy YouTube reviewers or anything. But they keep making it PG-13 for the topical awareness of the stranger danger, Paul says. Well, I mean... It's not even just stranger danger. It's man is danger, danger. The issue with this is like, so there's social commentary and I like social commentary. And then there's social screaming in your face nonstop the entire movie. No subtlety. There's like just, there, there's no subtlety. And I'm not saying like tone it down. I'm just like, have some more tact. I have not seen this, but if they want to make a social commentary movie about men being dangerous to women i don't think that this is a smart way to go about it <laughs> do something like what was that one movie that was great hard candy like that that was fantastic right, right. hard sure yeah yeah it's a good movie it's got horror stuff in it but it also has a message this sounds like i haven't watched it again i don't know but it sounds like crap because there's a right way and a wrong way to do the women empowerment and everything. And okay. So one thing I mentioned while I was talking about the original was like, there's a lot of character stuff where the characters talk about stuff or say things that are just like, it's just character work. It doesn't have anything to do with the plot in this. Everything they say is about the message. Every character exists and has traits that contribute to the message of women are leashed 
or whatever. And I'm not saying that the core message of the movie is wrong. What I'm saying is this movie handles it with a freaking sledgehammer and it just never lets up. There's, I don't know. There's no character work. The character movie poster looks like a Spice Girls lineup. Is that by accident? You know what? It kind of looks like Spice Girls meets what's that one great Simon Pig and Nick Frost movie where they fight zombies? Where's it called? Shaun of the Dead because of the paddle. Yeah. 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 And they're, you know, kind of messed up. At no point is this typical slasher. Paul kind of touches on something. Paul says it's been social commentary since the original. I mean, they tackled women's reproductive rights in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I liked how they handled it. And this movie doesn't do anything. It does well, it doesn't address that specific thing other than and I know I was just complaining to Melanie about this, about people complaining about like social justice warrior slogans. And I'm like, then they're missing the point if they're complaining about the slogans. The problem though with this movie is the slogans. Like it just wears it on its sleeve. It's gonna seem very dated and maybe it'll improve because it'll be like an interesting time capsule. Because there are like Brett Kavanaugh's type references to that specific time period. Is Eyes Wide Shut a Christmas movie? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. No. It's also a Halloween movie because they wear masks. And this poster, okay, so this poster is a good here. This poster is actually very fitting of the movie because it's like kind of horror slashery type thing. It's a little it starts off a little slow, like the original. And then by the end, it's that poster. That attitude is the whole final sequence. And I hate it. It is so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Is it worse than the female lineup in the Avengers? Whatever that one movie was. It actually it it made me think of that mm-hmm. in Endgame, the part where a lot of people were okay. I was one of those people yes. in Endgame. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, that's cool," and then uh, some people were like, "You're really kind of talking down to people. Like, why are they all suddenly just in this group for two shots and like yeah. just yeah. to get this rah rah moment?" It is like the whole the whole movie is just to get this rah rah movement, but it feels at least more organic than it did in Endgame. Right. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. That moment was cool, but you take one step back and it makes zero sense. Like, just make it make sense. Boom, you got both. I think. Okay, so I've looked through some reviews since I watched this today. I watched this just today, and there were a lot of the reviews that I would have expected. And that's why I had a hard time. I didn't want to like just go into this. Um, it has the '90s lesbian girl power team vibe. I I don't know if I call it that. I, I don't think I would necessarily call it that. Yeah, and um, I didn't care for that anyway. Like, yeah. what's that one stupid Angelina Jolie movie? That crap that was just like all crap. of them. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> oh, girl interrupted. No, not that one. Tomb Raider. No. Hackers? Nope. <laughs> you know that might be a good one you now. Girl power movie. Hackers. Foxfire or Firefox or something like that. It was crap. So okay. But one of the uh, one of the complaints I've seen, other than the obvious complaints, is that the movie didn't look good. I actually disagree. I think the movie looks okay. I think it's pretty well shot, fairly well edited. There's only one time where I was like, that kind of sucks because they like that was a censorship edit. There is one time where I noticed the censorship edit to where it's like that shot was obviously supposed to go on longer and it cuts too early because they had to maintain that PG 13. That sucks a little bit, but for the most part, 
it being PG-13 wasn't too bad. There's actually one scene, there's one kill that was legitimately creepy, but only because they borrowed from like one of the creepiest shots in all of cinema, and that's from The Exorcist 3. And if you've seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay, do you okay? The nun in the hallway that like comes out of nowhere. Uh huh. There's a kill that kind of happens like that to where you're not expecting it, and it a robed figure just like the same type of like straight backed walk out of nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah. that's actually pretty creepy. Wait, do they have the big clampy like scissor things? No, no. Oh, okay. It was Christmas lights. Okay. Because oh, <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second previous movie from that or moment from that movie. Oh, are you t- is the other one in Exorcist 3, would it be the lady on the ceiling? Yeah. that's That, that is pretty creepy. And anybody that hasn't seen Exorcist 3 is like, okay, guys. <laughs> if you have, you know what we're talking about. And yes, it worked in The Exorcist 1 and 3. It's actually, Exorcist 3 is actually pretty decent. I didn't hate 2, but it's weird. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I've never been able to sit through the whole thing. Really? It's not good. (laughs) It's not good. I've only watched it once, so I can't. Yeah. Uh anyway. I wish I I wish I could better formulate the words for why I hated the SJW aspect of this. And this is something I was talking about just before we went live. I was like, this is dangerous territory because I think in our conversations we lean more towards an SJW opinion on a lot of things. Yeah. But this movie is one of those movies. This takes it so far that it becomes ridiculous and extreme. Mm-hmm. I think we should have swapped movies because you're, the, well, you're the least SJW of us. Yeah, I know, but I'm allowed to be. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. And also, I love Carrie Elwes. I didn't know he was in this movie. He if is I in this knew movie. that, I, I would watch it because I love him. He is in this movie, and he says, we're simply men, and the fact that he didn't then say, men in tights, tight tights, is a crime. Yes. It's a crime. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, you take a slasher, like a, the proto-slasher, and then you essentially make a non-slasher that, and I'm going to go spoilers now, goes into supernatural territory. It's mm. no supernatural. Yes. And in the end, this is not a slasher movie. It's a supernatural cult course there's the deeks hmm the deeks huh that's the name of the evil that's what they go by clever Ah. okay here's the whole thing it's the 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 sorority they discovered this like that the founder of this place the college who was a racist a racist slave owner guy who that this one chick got a petition circulated to take down the statues pull down the statues Mm mm-hmm through through a petition well they just once they did that they discovered that he was into the, these dark arts and they figured out how to harness his dark arts power so that they could control some of them to go kill all the ladies that didn't fall in line because ladies were taking over and they men were not gonna lose the men, the men were not the women didn't know their place and the men were and you know what even like they have a guy here. He's the he's the well. Okay, there's I guess two decent guys in this movie, but he's the one decent guy that makes it. Even him, he's useless because they have this power that brings out their inner, as they say, alpha. So then during the climax, he just has to listen to the other guys and do what they say, 
and and so that they figured out how to harness this dark arts so that they keep, could keep women in line behind the men where they belong because the men are losing their their way of life <laughs> they're losing they're just going to be relegated to sitting on the sidelines and watching as women take over so they're going to do this evil stuff and kill these sorority chicks that don't fall in line so that they can go then and take positions in the courthouses and the halls of justice and blah 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 and i'm just like oh wow could it be any more on the nose yeah uh, um, hmm. did this movie become the craft only worse but the craft- well okay i uh i never mind i mean i like the i like the craft but it's like the craft does have the craft does have a little bit of like the girl power like empower yeah. girl empowerment thing and, but it, the craft seemed cheesy in the '90s, cheesy way to me. This is distinctly that feeling soapbox. It is. That's the thing. It is so soapbox. Don't get me wrong. The glass ceiling exists, and it's a problem. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry. It no. has to be tackled well in fiction. I feel like I don't want to talk over. Melanie, that's true. To make my point about this. What were you gonna say? I was. I had something to say about the craft, but I'm gonna. You know what? Scratch that. Instead, I'm gonna say. You know what? I found a very empowering as a female scary movie. High tension. I don't know if you've ever, if you've never seen it. You should watch that. That made me feel great about being a woman. That movie did. I recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. This sounds like crap. The craft. I enjoyed a bit. But that was also kind of crap if you're talking about female empowerment, because really that's just about chicks fighting with each other. It's not about empowering anybody. Um, Ah, But chicks fighting with each other, that passes the Bechtel test, doesn't it? They're not fighting over men. Does it pass the Bechtel test if all their conversations revolve around the fact that they're women and they're oppressed? Because that kind of seems like another kind of wrong. Yeah, that's a different test, though. It needs a different name. I just, I feel... It really does, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to rag on the movie. The message is fine. This movie did not handle it well, and I get. I get the point of like, well, sometimes you need to take a sledgehammer to get people's opinion or get get it like into people. Right. This is not going to convince anyone that would otherwise disagree with the message that women shouldn't be second class. I guess I don't know. This is going to scare all the men. And they'll be like, oh, no, look what, what happens when women have control. They kill us all. So at the risk, ah, this is super topical. I I hesitate. And I hear yelling. You're so, you're so <laughs> scared to do it. You're, this is fun. This is what I, yes. Uh, I, I do kind of wish, Melanie, that. I mean, it was too late, and I was—I didn't want to be like, "Here, you have to watch this one now," because I don't know that you would have enjoyed it, and I don't want to be like the woman has to talk about the woman version of this movie. But uh, the woman's the only one who has the balls to talk about being crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. As a woman, I'm not going to trample over your right to say such so, things. So the left has this issue, mm-hmm. and I say this as an independent who generally leans left. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot of issue with the left. They tend to just be ironclad in their messaging, even when their messaging is alienating. Yes. And even Barack Obama has come out and said, hey, 
look, don't say defund the police if what you mean is reform the police. That is actually exactly the thing I alluded to earlier that I was talking to Melanie before about slogans and stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel sometimes I do lean a bit more militant left if there was such a thing to where I'm like, no, it's this. I do get that. I do get that. But yeah, that's why I was like hesitant because it's like, ah, I understand the premise. I understand the ask has got to be bigger. You know, in order to affect change, the ask has to be huge. The Barack Obama mentioned the Barack Obama thing is interesting though, because I I understand what he was saying, but I disagree with his tone the way he said it because it seemed very condescending, which is a lot of very Barack Obama thing. Yeah. Very which was a lot what a lot of people on the left had beef with when he said it. Yeah. And this movie is like the same but the opposite to where it's like saying like, no, defund the police. And we're going to tell you for an hour and 33 minutes why to defund the police. Every scene is going to be about defund the police, except it's about, you know, women and women's rights and stuff. So it's the same but different where it's like, I get the point that they're making. You can't help but not get the point they're making. I just don't like the attitude. <laughs> it's it's very like over the top. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's maybe the point. But also I like good characters and there aren't good characters here. There was the she was assaulted woman and that's her character. She was assaulted once. And can you guess what her character's arc's going to be? Maybe literally fighting and overpowering her attacker. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's yeah. some deep character work. And then you've got, you've got, you know, the, the lady who, who sometimes people think she just fights too hard, but you know what? She's got her message and she's not going to stop fighting. And she's got her petitions, and it's like, that's her whole character. Mm-hmm. She's Roz. <laughs> Can you guess which one's Roz from uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Because oh. it's the same character. Yeah. Only more so. <laughs> it, they're just all totally one note. They're not, there's mm-hmm. not good character writing. Matt says, does Jello wrestling meet the Bechdel test? And I would say it would depend on the conversation that they have. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Ah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Paul also says defund women. <laughs> no. No. I'm not going to read Matt's one because that no. seems weird. Okay. I'm going to, I need to stop this, but I gave this half a star because after I was done. I was not feeling it through the entire movie and the and it just doubles down on every everything at the end and I gave it a half a star. I think it's a fairly well constructed movie so I would probably bump it up to a star, a star and a half. It's not that bad. But it's not very good either. And I'm going to stop talking. Oh. I'm sorry. I just got caught up on the chat. Ooh. That was good. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> Man, I need you to remove yourself. I, I like- need to give you a star. I wish I had like a sticker. Mm-hmm. Shiny gold sticky star. Banana. A banana? A shiny banana sticker. Okay. Who's next? I-, I feel like I should be next because I will perfectly tee up what Jasper has coming. All right. All right. Down there. Also, I do want to say real quick. If there's anyone in the chat that's watched this or anybody later who's listens to this and has watched the new Black Christmas and has a different take on it, 
I am so open to hear that discussion. Just so you know. I was going to ask if it's a Christmas movie. Because the original, maybe. Oh, right. Okay. This, in a way, feels more Christmassy in the set decoration. Also, this feels like they're actually in college. Mm -hmm. They're at a college. Carrie Elwes is in it, and he is a college professor of some kind. I would argue if they use Christmas lights as a murder weapon, it's far more Christmassy than either of the other Christmas movies that I said were Christmas movies earlier. One girl gets killed by Christmas lights. Another girl gets stabbed by Icicle and makes a not so subtly makes, of course, nothing about this movie is subtle, although I did like the final shot from it, but makes a snow angel as she gets dragged off. So I was like, okay, okay. Hmm. Does it feel forced? Last year's Xmas episodes has my thoughts if you want to hear them. Oh, of um, was it Moose's Monster Mash, Paul? I did want to shout out your episode because Paul has done an episode all about the Black Christmas movies already. Well, he's doing like a Christmas episode every day, right? Paul is pumping out on Moose's Monster Mash. He is doing 13 horrifying days of Christmas. And legit interviews with people on there. The way you said that, was that a slight against women? Horror? Huh? No, I'm no, sorry. I'm not sorry. gonna use that word twice in one episode. <laughs> Silent E. Wait. Uh, both. Silent, <laughs> e. Silent E exaggerated W. <laughs> w stands for women. Yeah. Yeah. Got that. Oh, whoa. Is that a new genre? Horror, Ooh. but spelled with a W? <laughs> I think you can make that work. <laughs> TCU, season five. Season oh, no. Hashtag horror. <laughs> Silent horror. I've got, we've got comments about the way I say horror, because apparently I do just throw it out sometimes, and it sounds not like what I mean to say. So... <laughs> I guess. Talking about all these horror movies. All right, guys, I'm going to take a dramatic left turn. Please do. But it's all going to make it's all going to make sense in the end. It's all going to make sense. Come full circle, like we do, even when we have to force that. I reviewed and watched. <laughs> sorry, I made that weird. Ernest Saves Christmas, 1988. 1988, and that's going to play in later. So. Ernest Saves Christmas, why does this apply to anything that we're doing? First of all, the monster that is Christmas is inherent throughout this entire movie. It's right there in the title, friends. Same as the other two movies we've talked about so far. <laughs> but but Ernest is going to save Christmas in the way that uh, we're used to, in which Santa literally comes to Florida. Yeah, Florida. and. And he's looking for his successor. And he meets, unfortunately, Ernest. And everything that can go wrong does go wrong. From Ernest's bad driving to Ernest's bad driving. <laughs> and I mean of a taxi cab and of Santa's sleigh. What can I tell you about this movie that will be surprising to you? I don't know. It's an Ernest movie. There's no villain, actually. There's kind of a villain. I, I would I would argue that there's kind of a villain in that there's like a Hollywood agent that kind of has his own agenda. But technically, 
he doesn't have any power beyond who he's representing. Essentially, what happens is that Santa's coming to get a successor to the title of Santa, and he loses his sack of presents. His reindeer are at the airport, and anything that can go wrong does go wrong. And so in the middle, wackiness ensues. Ernest is going to dress up as like at least three different people. And anybody that has ever been associated with Ernest is going to also show up as a cameo. Mm -hmm. And there will be awesome puns. And the one thing that sets this movie apart from all other Ernest movies is that Vern, Vern, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He's actually featured in the movie. And it's fun because it's like a distinct difference in how it's shot because it's all point of view once you are Vern. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as Ernest comes through the door, boom, Vern cam. That's pretty incredible. If you, you know, yeah, what, saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you've ever watched an Ernest movie, you know what to expect. He's going to narrate like overly dramatically and with authority everything he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then he will fail almost immediately thereafter. The things that I wanted to point out about this movie that are beyond the surface is that, first of all, I feel like this is practically Star Wars at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I know, because Star Wars is a Christmas movie. How is it practically Star Wars? It's been so so long since I watched this, by the way. Okay, so there is a point where Santa, which is actually Santa, so I don't know why I did finger quotes for the audio listener. Santa asks his successor, his potential successor, to search his heart, which is one step away from search your feelings, Luke. Mm -hmm. So Santa had an Obi-Wan moment, which is the reason for the season. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I needed to do to pull this into a reference I made at the top of the hour was that in 1988, which is when this movie was made, Robert Lesser was in another movie that was also set at Christmas. And the opening shot was also a plane landing at an airport. Can you guess what that movie was? Yeah, yippee It was Die Hard. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. It was Christmas. So it's a Christmas movie. Wait, wait. Are you saying there needs to be an Ernest Saves Christmas Die Hard cinematic universe? Only, only because in this movie, the only reason that the successor to Santa is kind of hesitant to take up the mantle is that he also got offered a role in a movie at the exact same time that he was offered the role of Santa Claus. That movie is called Santa Slay. (gasps) Slay spelled S-L-A-W. And that's important. W? W? Not W. Why? Sorry. Santa Slaw? Santa Slaw. Santa Slaw. Slaw. It's like... It's like coleslaw, but it's made with pine needles and cabbage. Santa just really wants to go on a picnic, but it's always cold in the North Pole. That's the plot of Santa's Slaw. That's 
really yeah anyways it passes the bechdel test episode title by the way no, it, okay sorry go ahead <laughs> it doesn't pass the bechdel test i don't think it does maybe it does there's maybe a moment are there anyway, women in this movie? oh oh and there is a moment she buys a uh train ticket there you go maybe no never mind anyways <laughs> how's this all right you're doing not, great man uh, don't get rattled <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, too late how does this end i'm not going to tell you you need to watch it is it a christmas movie duh <laughs> it starts with Ernest singing "O Christmas Tree" in the only way that "O Christmas Tree" should ever be sung. This also has the best line ever. Okay, the best line delivery, and it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, the delivery. It's the line cheesy. okay, but the air breaks. That's the main thing I remember from this movie. I mean, really. uh Jim Varney just mean mugging the camera is all you ever remember from any Ernest movie, and it's okay because that's why you come to an Ernest movie. That rim shot, amen. I think I think this is either the best or second best Ernest movie. Hot take. I thought it was two movies. I I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I could have swore there were trolls in this, and it was great. It was a great movie, Christmas and Trolls. Who, why haven't we done that? I mean, Gremlins, but that's not exactly Trolls. Get on it, Hollywood. Christmas Trolls. Maddie D with the pun, the wordplay tonight. Can I get a copy of Santa Slaw at Coles? Then it would be Coles Santa Slaw. Well done. Jesse, you you usually lean into the the flubs much more than that. <laughs> it's all right, man. It was good. It was good. Mm. How, we need to feed Maddie D something to play Usually with. Usually, I don't make spelling errors on the show. So. Oh, it's fine. All it's right. Fine. Jesse, what episode was it? Because there was some episode where it was just me and you, which makes me think maybe it was an old holiday live stream we did, but where we just went on a tangent about earnest stuff, earnest movies. I don't they are uh, yeah I don't know what episode it was. I wish I did, but it's 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 like an American tradition Ernest I, movies. And I haven't even seen them all, but like there's a lot I I did not realize that this movie is as old as it is. When when I found out that Die Hard and Ernest Saves Christmas were the same year, mind was blown. That is pretty surprising. I same year that they went back to the future by the way. 88 wasn't wasn't that the year that, that he went that he went back or that it was, it was 1985 wasn't it that's oh, my birthday right 88 oh i was thinking that you have to go 88 miles an hour never mind my bad. oh yeah i wish i wish this stuff together in my brain i remember Ernest seeing previews seeing a trailer for Ernest scared stupid which i think is the one with the trolls yes and i'm still not sure that i've ever actually seen it because they ran a trailer it seemed like and then the movie didn't actually come out for years after they first announced the trailer, which is weird thing to happen back then. But that was around the time that Beetlejuice came out. And that's all I know. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow. Bill and Ted. Really? 1988. How could I be six? I watched, I watched this. I watched Bill and Ted. I watched all that stuff. Maybe I, I just heard. caught it on like TV years after they came out. 
Everything I, was 1984, but like apparently 1988 was a magical time. This is also when it would take like two years before movies hit home video after hitting the theater, like a year to two years solid. So that actually makes a lot more sense if it didn't actually hit home video till like around 90. That's true, kids. It's how long it used to take. Now we get to watch Wonder Woman day and date. Yeah. I'm actually kind of excited. At I'm home. Curious about. I'm going to watch Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Santa's sleigh. That sounds familiar, right? That sounds familiar. Jasper, what did you watch? Yeah, so I watched Santa's sleigh with WWE superstar Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg, for those of you who don't know or don't remember. He came out and he came out in a shower of sparks and he basically didn't talk for like a year and was just this Goliath that would come out. He would, uh, he would spear do that like a football spear. And then it would jackhammer, which was, he would like point your toes up to the ceiling and then drop you down in a slam. And that's what he was known for. And then he started making movies. <laughs> And it's always great when always great when wrestlers make movies, eh? Right. Exactly. Hey, they live is amazing. They do. They do live amazing. (laughs) See, that's how I usually lean into a flub. That's an amazing costume, by the way. This hat. Wow. Yeah. This started off within like 30 seconds of just plain old like massacre people as you show up. He killed the Fran Drescher in in the first part, first two minutes. Threw a um, Christmas tree topper as a ninja star and killed somebody with that. And then made a dude forcefully eat a turkey leg. That was all within the first five minutes of this movie. And then it was just knockout, cussing, calling people horror, but without the er on it. (laughs) And then just... It felt like the movie should have been in like 94 and not 2005. Yeah. Full of one-liners. Like at one point, the grandpa that the, so it's this kid believes his grandpa's a lunatic. And then you kind of find out things as it goes on. And then he gets into a, the grandpa gets into a fight with Santa. And then Santa calls his reindeer and runs him over the sleigh. And he's like, Oh yeah. Grandpa got ran over by a reindeer. Oh. Even, even though his his reindeer in this movie is a bison, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of love it. I kind of wish I would have watched this. Yeah, if, if you if you have the time, it's on. So I was talking about streaming services. I watched it on Peacock TV. Oh, you went to Peacock. Oh. Yeah, cocking it up. <laughs> Do I have to edit that? Do I just censor that? I don't know. It's a peacock. Unless it's blocked in your network, and then that would be a cock block. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But uh, but yeah, it was it was one of the most interesting movies I've ever watched. Like this, I almost was like, we need to put this in a GCU episode one day because it is that bad. Matt asks, so is Santa an action hero? He is he is just a thoroughbred killer, is what he is. <laughs> thoroughbred. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to say too much, but basically he was under an agreement to to be the nice Santa 
uh, and hand out presents for a thousand years. Well, when the kid finds out that the thousand years is up that year, he just kills everyone. Mm-hmm. So, because he is supposed to be, they tell you right off the bat, he is the son of Satan, is what Satan mm-hmm. is. He's the Antichrist. So, we were talking in in our like little Santa group. Antichrist. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one too <laughs> right that's a movie waiting to happen trademark grolic's podcast we're writing it right now it's gonna happen so it's in pre-production you can't you can't mm-hmm. use it we were talking in our little grolic's group chat before the show because jesse's like oh he's like well i didn't really do a horror movie and i was like i didn't say it but i was thinking i was like well either to jasper from what i understand santa slay does not look like a straight-up horror movie it looks way more comedy than horror yeah it made me laugh multiple times. It's just the way. Then even with the way people died was just so cheesy. But uh, overall, if I had to rate that movie on GCU, I'd probably would have gave it three out of five stars. Like, okay, it was mm-hmm. it was de- it was horrible, but it was like a, watching a train wreck. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just it made no sense at a lot of parts. But then it was just it'd bring it back, and mm-hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> So now they just need to make that movie from Scrooge. I love Scrooge. You know, they have that little like network premiere of the thing with Santa comes out with like a machine gun and starts just, yeah. They need to make that one now. Right. Yeah. That, that third photo where the Christmas lights are behind him, that's, that's him in a strip club. So that lets, let, let your, let your mind right there. Yeah. I was going to say, of course it is. Okay. That makes sense. It's horror. It looks fun. It looks, it looks, yeah, I've seen the trailer or whatever. It does look super cheesy, but it looks, it looks fun. Well, awesome. We, that was quite a collection of movies we Mm -hmm. talked about. I think we covered a good spectrum of, of Christmas movies that people don't often talk about. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's justified. So what do you think of Christmas as a monster? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of the theme? What ties this monster together, maybe compared to other monsters? The monster that is greed. Commercialism. I think that I think that probably does tie through all of these because mm-hmm. even in Ernest Saves Christmas, there's that character that steals Santa's bag of presents, even though they're all for children. So that greed is still there. Yeah. And Black Christmas, you could argue, is all about some selfish B words that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Was I it Ginger Christmas. Spice or Scary Spice? It's always Scary Spice. I like the first Black Christmas. There's a lot of the POV killer, and he's kind of like, it's obviously kind of like some crazy guy. But in the end, I kind of like what they did with the killer. He's weird and creepy, and the fact that you don't ever see him really. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the, the new one, uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Jenna says Krampus with what is surprisingly good and it's a scary Christmas movie. Um, I like Krampus. That's I one of my you. favorites, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Krampus is yeah. a. It kind of fits the bill on so many levels. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good Christmas movie, it's a good, fun horror romp. It's not like scary, really. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. I guess it's got some scary moments. It, it it goes surprisingly kind of hardcore and creepy mm-hmm. in areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like gingerbread men are really surprisingly creepy in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's Krampus is great. I like Krampus. Yeah. Uh, I believe 
on GCU, we did Krampus and another movie that I always recommend. I was almost going to watch this movie. Rare Exports. Yeah. Love Rare Exports. Because it's exports. free on Vudu right now, folks. If you're interested Ooh. in Rare Exports, mm-hmm. watch it on Vudu for free with ads. Yeah, that's that's one that's pretty cool. It's got... It's definitely got creepy. It's like kind of like a kid's movie that forgot that it's for kids or something. But like it's it's good. It's a foreign movie. And so people don't talk about it a whole lot over here. But it's it's worth a watch. It's, it's very fun. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Santa or the elves. Super creepy. Yeah. Not OK. It's not for kids. There there are naked Santas running around. Just so you no, know, but it's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Naked, dirty old Santas, but it's also a monster movie. So, oh, know. look, Paul says, if only there were an interview coming out on the 25th with the actor who played Krampus. Yeah, that'd be good. Ooh, I wish someone would. would do that. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to keep up on, I'm not, haven't been doing great on the EMC podcast network, keeping up on episodes, but I've been trying to keep up with Paul since he's pumping out one every day. So, go to Electronic Media Collective, and on the front page right now, there is a section dedicated to Paul's 13 horrifying days of Christmas. Keep up with his, his interview there. He's dude, he's pulling in some pretty cool people. Okay. Here's what I want to do next. Let's play a game. Oh, Saw is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> you want to play a game? But it does have Carrie Elways. So. Oh. I like Carrie Elways. I love Carrie Elways. He's and he's hilarious. actually like he's pretty well cast in that Black Christmas show. He plays that like snotty male chauvinistic guy well. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I seen him in was Stranger Things, where he didn't look like Carrie Elways to me. But this like seems like a Carrie Elways character, so I was like, I so that was nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he said. We're simply men, and he didn't finish it properly. So, pfft. yeah, yeah, half a star. <laughs> okay, so here's the game I'm going to play. Okay, we're going to play. I don't know what, how much of a game it's going to be. I don't know if maybe I'll assign points or something. But totally original idea. Nobody's ever done this before. We are going to guess, and by we I mean them and you in the chat, if you want to as well, people. I have a bunch of reviews taken from letterboxd.com from various people, just whoever, whatever reviews struck my fancy. Are they about Wu-Tang songs? Because I'm in. (laughs) By the way, if you haven't, you should go look us up on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Please, please. (laughs) You got to review the number one Wu-Tang aficionado podcast on the web. Wu-Tang forever. Wow. You know. Do it. I think Busy Bone was in Wu-Tang. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's a, that's a one-star rating right there. <laughs> Busy Bone. <laughs> anyway. Um, the left eye in Wu-Tang? Okay, we're off. Okay. Left eye. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie? So, No. Intentionally picking East and West. Now, West. Now, yeah, now, <laughs> now we're just trying to get one star. That battle's still going. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay, so okay, I've got a bunch of reviews here from Letterbox.com for various Christmas movies, and so I want 
you guys all to guess what movie based on the review. I'm super excited for this. Here's how I've tried to go about it. I've got like 12 movies here. Some of them I might pick specific people that should answer it or should try to answer it. I have at least one review that's more vague. And then if nobody can guess it based on that, I've got a second review where it's usually at least a second review where it's usually a little bit more clear or it's just very funny. And I had to read that review <laughs> was walking in Wu-Tang. Could you imagine? Oh, my <laughs> killer bees. <laughs> yes. Where you at? <laughs> Ain't nothing to F with. <laughs> yes. I want a whole album of it. <laughs> Next Christmas. Jesse does walk in doing Wu Tang. Pull out. Get ready. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. And, and again, in the chat, if you guys want to guess too, um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Like I said, Get out some your of these, seat and jump around. Some of these I have specific people that I want to direct it at first. Okay. So. Uh, Melanie. Okay. I want to start with you. Okay. This review is three and a half stars. And the review is manifesting this to happen to Jeff Bezos. Heart emoji. Huh. And I'm supposed to guess what this is? Guess what movie that is a review for? And it's a Christmas movie. Yes, these are all Christmas movies. I have a guess. Definitely. Uh, I have not. Okay. You're not sure? I I know this one's very vague. Jesse, you have a guess? Nicholas Cage's Family Man. Oh my God, no! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Maddie D guesses Star Wars. Nope. Okay. I'm gonna go to the second review and I'll throw this to Melanie first. Okay. Uh, the second review, and I don't have a lot of these, are quotes from the movie, so that's why it might make it easier. Mm -hmm. You can see her nipples. I want to see her nipples. Hmm. Still kind of vague. Mm -hmm. That review gave the movie okay, there's no stars listed, so they might not have actually rated it. But two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else guess based on that? I know this is one of the more vague ones, but that's I'm gonna why say Batman I'm... Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I'm gonna know for making remarks. Why would, why would I say that? Maddie D says, Showgirls, is that a Christmas movie? No, Paul says, I'll be home for Xmas for Christmas. No, nope. Uh, Trading Spaces, that's a good guess, but no, <laughs> guess, but no, okay, yeah, yeah, no points. That was for Scrooged. Oh, oh yes, okay. yes, of course, now it you was. Know, yeah, now you know, yeah, the I, I know. I wasn't sure if the quotes were going to give it away. I um, just watched Scrooged. I knew. I knew the Jeff Bezos one. So manifesting this to happen to Jeff Bezos is kind of funny, but I knew nobody would get it based solely on that. Yeah. Right. Let's see. Do I have something else for someone specific? Okay, we're going to go to Jasper. Oh God. Okay. So as the credits rolled, Lisa and I looked at each other and said the same thing. Well. It wasn't as bad as a Christmas story. One, rude. Two, <laughs> right? Christmas vacation? No. This was a, that was a one-star review for this movie. 
I this I mean, one though one star review. Love actually. Nope. No. <laughs> any else? Any other guesses? Again, I know. I know. Again, starts off super vague, but then they become much more clear for later. Family ones. Man with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Oh, so close. Next review. Kevin is one sick f bomb. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Anybody got I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. Jasper, you got it? Okay, what do you what are you guessing? Me? Uh, yeah. uh, Jesse, Jesse, he has in the first. Okay. It's obviously now th- this is where you could mess with me. It's home alone. It is home alone. Yeah. I was gonna say it could be home alone too, but so this might actually be a little harder than I was expecting. So I will start tallying. Jesse gets a point. Or maybe we'll go, we'll go 0.5 points, and if people can get the first, the harder one, I'll give them a full point. So that's half a point for Jesse. And there is also another review, but I didn't want to read this one first. This is a four and a half star review. A small child and a duo of criminals attempt to brutally murder each other. Hilarity ensues. I enjoyed that review. Yes. And I'm sorry I'm not reading the names of the, that was reviewed by Lucy. Again, these are all from uh, letterbox.com. I love Lucy. Jesse, I haven't given you specifically one yet. Muppet Christmas Carol. Nope. Okay. I laughed more than expected. Also, everyone is very, very, very sweaty in this film. Oh, by the way, Maddie D and Paul, I didn't see if you guys had, uh, you guys both got that last one right as well. I'm guessing on the second one. Mm-hmm. This was a three-star review for this movie. I laughed more than I expected. Also, everyone is very, 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 very sweaty in this film. Gremlins? Nope. Die Hard. Should have been Die Hard. They're so sweaty. He is so sweaty. They both are sweaty. I mean, he's crawling through air vents, so... Yeah. Nope. Paul also guessed Die Hard. Okay. We'll go to the second one if no one else has a... What? Rocky. <laughs> Everything he is the reason for the season. Is it me? No. Okay. I feel like this is definitely going to give it away, but I love this review. This review. Santa Claus in this movie is a British man who explains that he took over the job from the previous Santa in 1889. The five canonical. No! No! The five, the five canonical Jack the Ripper murders took place over the course of. 1888 in Whitechapel. I mean, I'm not sure there's a connection, but I just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> What's the movie, Jesse? This saves Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it's Florida. How could they not be sweaty? <laughs> Were they very, very, very sweaty? I, I just thought it was I funny. I didn't yeah. notice. Uh, do they- I got really high pitched, like we're late or something. <laughs> But I love this comment about the five canonical Jack the Ripper murders took place over the course of 1888. Watch out. I mean, I'm sure there's no connection, but I just thought I'd point that out. They're saying Santa, Mm -hmm. Jack the Ripper. Ernest saves Christmas. At least least that Santa knows Jack the Ripper. Maddie D had said bad Santa. I feel like anything Billy. I mean, if he knows Jack the Ripper, he's a bad Santa. (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay i'm gonna go back to melanie real quick this is this is 
maybe an easy one. <laughs> maybe. This is a four-star review. Wow. Ewan McGregor looks really old in this. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Jesse might know. <laughs> is it Star Wars? Yep. He's really old in that one. Wow. Ewan McGregor looks really old in this. Good, good one. That's I'm gonna give that. That's a full point for Melanie. Yeah, yeah, right off. Okay, the other review I had for Star Wars for Gabriel Gundacker, Christmas 2003. My mother got me a Mace Windu replica lightsaber from Costco wholesale. <laughs> that's the review. What? Uh, the, the first comment on it is solid review, Gabe. <laughs> uh, I mean, you did, though. <laughs> oh, also, that first Star Wars review about Ian McGregor was reviewed by somebody called Brat Pitt. <laughs> Brat, Brat Pitt. Pitt. That's fun. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw this one out to whoever. Quote Uncle Frank's taking a shower. He says, if I walk in there and see him naked, I never feel like a real man, whatever that means. And the reviewer's comment is, Uncle Frank is an effing homophobe. <laughs> and they gave this film four stars. I feel like I should know this one. And I don't know why. I'm not sure because it's a direct quote, but it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. So it's Uncle not Christmasification. No. I have two other reviews for this one, but those will definitely give it away. Is it Hellraiser? Rocky. <laughs> Hellraiser or Rocky? Uh, again, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Iron Hellraiser. Man 3. There should be a Christmas Hellraiser movie. That would actually be a really good setting for Hellraiser. Yeah, really, it would. I got nothing for Uncle Frank. No. Nope. Okay, real quick. Maddie D says, here's one for you all. Four stars. Man has to deal with his cousin's husband after he visits long. His RV. His RV. <laughs> Uh, that that one's uh, Christmas vacation. Ooh, points to Maddie D. Home Alone too. Oh, so the really? Wow, effing homophobe is that's a Home Alone too. Here's the other reviews. This is a four star review as well. The fact that Donald Trump got to be in such an iconic film is absurd. And then this one, I have to. Who wrote this next one? I have to. This one's gonna be tricky to censor. This is a four and a half star review. For Home Alone 2. Marv gets effing murked in this one. Jesus Christ. He got like four bricks right in the head, staples in the D, fell through a hole, fell on the floor, got paint cans all over him while a shelf hit him, got effing electrocuted, got a massive sack of whatever that it, whatever that was on his noggin, got a huge metal bar in the face, and then on the chest effing fell from like the third story of a house, got cans of varnish dumped all over him, then got attacked by Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I mean, I know he's a horrible person, but Marv, Jesus Christ, are you okay? I was going <laughs> to say, like, did Joe Pesci get preferential treatment in these movies? Because Marv got the worst. Mm -hmm. That was all caps, no, no punctuation, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did. He did, for sure. That's because he had a funnier hurt face. Yeah, probably. Okay, Maddie D. No, oh, that was the first. Maddie D gets a point. He's not even yeah, on the what, show. What, what's the uh, leaderboard? Is it one, one, one? It's 
It's one one half, and you've got the half. Because <laughs> I think Maddie D got that on the first. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the first thing. First. Okay. Review. Here's the next one. Whoever. The F is up with these kids in these Christmas movies being straight up psychopaths. And that was a, by the way, uh, Maddie D, I don't know which one. Was that Christmas Vacation or that could almost be Krampus too that Maddie D had thrown out there? Christmas Vacation? Okay. That was a four Peanuts Christmas special. <laughs> no, but I love the idea that people thinking they're psychopath kids. <laughs> Okay. Any, Christmas any other? movie, crazy kids. The F is up with these kids in these Christmas movies being straight up psychopaths. <laughs> they just got the worst movie. tree, man. We'll go to the next one. This actually is a little vague, too. This is a four and a half star review, only filmed to really capture the violent swerves between total joy and abject misery that makes up a child's Christmas. Christmas, Christmas story. Christmas story, yeah. Yeah. I about said Toy Story, yeah. I feel like I have to give it to both of you guys. It was it was a Christmas story. Still vague, but you guys got it. That was good. They weren't that psycho. <laughs> well, I guess depends on the house you grew up in. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about your house or anything. I'm just saying. Maddie D got it as well. So I'm going to... That was on the second one, so I have to give you guys half a point. This I'm yeah. I'm putting too much thought into this thing where the point systems. I need to Drew carry this. The points don't matter, but I'm gonna go half a point. Maddie D, I think you got it on the second one. It don't matter. You guys aren't gonna win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie D says he was he was made to eat soap. There was a child driving oh, a school bus in case people didn't know that couldn't get on the bus because his tongue was stuck to a pole. And I was like, we can't just leave this kid stuck to the pole, though. So what do we do? Uh, yeah, what would you do? <laughs> well, it, I was trying to find, I'm like, does anybody got any water or anything? But then his parents yeah. his parents showed up. Somebody had to run and got him. So I was like, cool, I'm out then. Because we were already running late. But yeah. Right. The entire series of movies made me incredibly depressed and feel a constant need to have a mental, have an mental breakdown. Negative 1,000 out of 10. Cat dies. Star Wars. Aliens. Oh, wait, no. And the cat lives. Never mind. <laughs> that was a half-star review for this, by the way, yeah. Cat dies. Entire series that. of movies makes me feel incredibly depressed and feel a constant need to have a mental breakdown. Negative 1,000 out of 10. Cat dies. Cat dies. It was a cat dying. That be, that's gotta be... That's not Christmas Vacation? Oh! <gasps> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you got it on the first one. I forgot all about that. I got to read the other one, too. <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Sorry, Maddie D. No. Yeah, Maddie D. Lord, Maddie D, Lord of the Rings. Not, they don't have Christmas because Lord of the Rings ain't got no Jesus. <laughs> they don't have Christmas because they're elves. <laughs> elves ain't got no Jesus. Nope. <laughs> Uh, nope. They do have a star, but it's actually Sauron's eye, and you don't want to go there. Paul, Paul also said Alf. <laughs> Did you mean Elf? No, no, Elf. <laughs> Smiley's my favorite. Ha! Oh, Alf eats cats. You're right, Melanie. Okay, I see yeah. the connect there. 
I'm glad you said it because that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I know what you were going to say. Okay, so here's the other review for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. This was a four star review. Kills my grandpa, <laughs> kills my grandfather every year. An interesting pairing with Parasite, to say the least. Not enough, <laughs> Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> that's some hot takes in that uh, i'm just gonna say what's up there, the parasite connection <laughs> no i don't i don't know i don't get that one. Oh, we watched that recently i don't remember if we we might probably mentioned it on the show already it's good who got that one this guy yep you got a whole got point one. i think he's, ahead. he's ahead so. come on let give me another point so i can win okay you want another one yeah this one's for Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is for a four-star review. An absolute Christmas classic. There are countless holiday films that follow the same character arc of coming to the realization of what's truly important, family. Few, though, have a main character that must fight so hard to reunite with said family. The protagonist must walk over emotional and literal broken glass to reunite with his estranged wife. If JC is our one true Lord and Savior, and he is, then this is indeed the one true Christmas film. In fact, there are some parallels to be drawn. Die Hard? Do we have to keep going? I mean, he walked over broken glass to be with the one. Yeah, okay, I got it. It's it's Die Hard. It's not even it's not even a Christmas movie. Okay. And you still got the point solidly, powerfully. Huge if true. You want the rest of the review? No, I don't want the rest of the review. You're missing out. Fine. I do. Fine. I want it. I want it. <laughs> in fact, there might be some parallel. There are some parallels to be drawn between JC and the film's protagonist. Some might say that is blasphemy. Well, I say nay. The only blasphemy in this film is the blast you'll have watching as this film sprays holiday cheer all over your screen. Even the film score itself is infused with classic Christmas tunes. There's never been a more Christmassy movie to Christmas like this Christmas movie. It erupts Christmas, sending the viewer over the edge of a smoldering Christmas tower with nothing to hold on to except for a Christmas fire hose as fire and debris rain down like fresh snowflakes on a crisp Christmas morning. Also, you killed Jasper with that review. <laughs> also, Jasper's dead. He's dead. Also, Carl from Family Matters is pretty he cool. He kicked out. He kicked out. Good. Actually, John needs to ditch the wife because I'm shipping him and Carl. I think this person might be slightly delusional and I think they need to go get some or something because they have way too much like exploding all over the stream going on in their little review there. And I think they got some issues. That was a four star film review by Randall Sylvie. <laughs> yes, well played. I, I remember that guy is. What I told I told you guys at like eight o'clock. I was like, okay, just a minute. I gotta gather up one more review, and then we're gonna go live. I was writing that. See, just yes. like I said, you got some issues, babe. That was purely a floating Christmas all over the screen. That was purely a troll review. So I was wondering why I was wondering why he's pushing to read the rest of it. I really wanted to. I was like, oh come on, the one review she's not gonna let me get through. Uh, I went a little too hard on it. I know. Yeah, you did. The other review was this film has done for action for the action genre what what Viagra has done for old men. Stars six out of five. <laughs> six uh, out of five. Yep. Hello. If you have a review lasting more than three hours. I was just going to say, if you have a six-star review, 
I will give Melanie the full point though. Please go to podedit.com and tell Doc Direct. Yes. Did you really try to that whole thing just to mess with me? Yeah. I'm an was artist. Well I would not have guessed that if you hadn't like told us. <laughs> I, I was worried. I was like, okay, no. Because it started off okay. And then like then I was like, once I get into the if if GC if JC is our one true Lord and Savior. Then this is indeed the one true Christmas. I was like, okay, that might be going too. That might be going a little over top. Now we're gonna keep going. It it reminded me of How to Basics if it was a review. <laughs> you know, just like be non meat and making horrible noises. <laughs> I I wanted I want to state it for the record. There was no meat beating during that review. <laughs> just Alan Rickman. Just a couple more left. This is for anybody. I love how little S bombs anyone gave in the eighties, and honestly, more children need to die in movies. <laughs> <laughs> this was a oh. kids don't go in any movies. <laughs> <laughs> Two sentences in, and you had me locked in. Paul said, "Thank you." Okay, so more kids need to die in movies. Maddie D's uh, asking for a recount on the stars. For Christmas. I love how little S-bombs anyone gave in the 80s. And honestly, more children need to die in movies. Anything? Batman no. Returns. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. That's children totally... I mean, the they, threw a, they threw a baby off of a bridge. So. Um, right. No. I'll give you a clue, though. To be fair, though, I don't think any children actually died in this movie. Oh. Which is a comment on See, the that's review. a red herring, then. Um, right. But this is, that's the review. All right. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yep, all the children died. No, not that. Miracle on 34th Street, did children die in that? I don't think so. They were but, never born. Not Santa Slay? Because they did. Pretty horribly. No. Presents blew up in their face. They didn't give a, a, an S. If no children died, I have no idea what this is. Yeah. Okay. This one's going to give it away, but 9.5 out of 10. I would eat baby Yoda in front of a bullet to save Gizmo. <gasps> Gremlins! Yeah. Yeah. No one died. That was a child. Yeah, there were no children deaths in that. No. A little bit of a misdirect. I heard baby yeah, Yoda and I was like, it? Mandalorian? <laughs> oh, Jenna had said guest babes in Toyland. Paul said it's a wonderful life. I mean, that was my next guess was it's a wonderful life just because they retconned a bunch of babies maybe. Oh yeah, I guess kind of. Like, oh, I was never alive, so a bunch of people weren't born. I mm -hmm. guess it just depends. Never mind. Quantum. I'm not going to follow that train of thought. Depends <laughs> upon it depends. Or maybe they were alluding to the other review, which is I would eat Baby Yoda in front of a bullet <laughs> to save Gizmo. Maybe that reviewer is like, I want to see more baby deaths for Gizmo. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, it's Grogu. BT Debs. Nope. It's not. <laughs> It'll never be gross. Yeah, it is. It is. So, and isn't he basically a mogwai without fur? Yeah, kind of. You about it? Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Mogwai without fur. Mogwai without fur. Maddie, down. Lady did sail out of the roof, and she sailed out of the roof on a chair. That was yeah, pretty awesome. That was. I mean, come on. That is a Christmas movie. 
That is the town that Christmas destroyed. I will say it again and again on this show. Any dissenting opinions? I mean, it's fine no, if you're so wrong. We don't have to get, you know, I, Melanie, I know it's a tired topic. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> hey, so next. This film was ruined for me. The previews of other films on the DVD was an animated story about Jesus Christ. There was always one horrible bit that I thought was quite graphic for a child's film, The Crucifixion. I could never watch the animation of blank because of this. What? On the DVD, there was a Jesus thing, and that made them not be able to watch the movie? Apparently so. On Yeah. This film was ruined for me. The previews of other films on the DVD was an animated story about Jesus Christ. There was always one horrible bit that I thought was quite graphic for a child's film, The Crucifixion. I could never watch the animation of blank because of this. The Christmas Battle Royale, is that a thing? Fortnite. The Passion, it's not The Passion. Fortnite is not a movie. <laughs> so I'm Both assuming it's animated, so I'm gonna go with The Grinch? PUBG. <laughs> Grinch. It's, it's not PUBG, that's not a movie. <laughs> he said Christmas Battle Royale. It was, I mean, the, it, it was it, The Grinch. Yeah, that's all I had was animation. That was a one-star review. How are you going to use that as your logic for giving a show a one-star review? I don't know. Life of Brian. I mean, he is a mean one. The other reviews, there. I have several for this one because this this movie reminds me of the live-action one, Shudders, one and a half star. That's not fair. All right? That's This is that's actually... Boris Korloff. Karloff? Karloff. I'm not seeing the stars for this one, but except for Lindy Lou Who's creepy slug body, this is a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) We stopped doing Grinch remakes already. Come on! She's a little girl! Except I love that one. Except for Lindy except for Cindy Lou Who's creepy slug body, this is a masterpiece. That's because she's wearing one of those weird like baby dress outfits that they put babies in that have no legs. Here's another one that I really enjoyed. This is a four-star review. Damn, the Grinch really got over his seasonal depression. I'm proud of him. (laughs) (laughs) He really did. All he needed was some music. Like, he just needed a good Spotify list. And Speaking of which, you can go to Spotify and find the Grolix Podcast Spotify list. It hasn't been updated for at least two years. Oh, right. Yeah, no, we have a playlist on there of music that we were Mm -hmm. digging at the time. You should go check it out. And also, you can listen to the podcast now because back when we did that, you could we couldn't have podcasts on there. Now podcasts are there. You can go find us on there. That's true. I'll make a new list. <laughs> oh, I kind of like <laughs> Oh, wow. I also like, like Matt and What to Jesus? And then Paul's yeah. got a song. Speaking of the song, so yeah, another heard review. Him. This was a five-star review. Thurl Ravenscroft. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. My mom, he's singing about you. <laughs> wow. Woo, you're a mean one. Mr. Grinch. I've got one more. I feel like someone needs some therapy on that last one. Some of these are okay. I'm going to throw this one to, to Melanie because you love me. I do, but I wasn't trying to like weight these towards Melanie, but You'll see. Okay, half star for this film. I like the film, but I put that rating because my wife was killed. What? That's a review by by Nover. 
Nover on Letterboxd. Half a star for the film. I liked the film, but I put that rating because my wife was killed. Okay. I'm not sure what that's in reference to. Uh, There's like a whole story story in there I want to unpack. John Wick? No, that's not Christmas. You guys don't? Okay, I can go to the second one. This one's going to give it away. I need to skip over sections of this, though, to make it not completely obvious. If blank doesn't make you want to deck the halls and sing jingle bells, you must be a Grinch Scrooge. Blank has so much holiday cheer. There's a cool pussycat, plastic baggy fun, way, way underage drinking, rad POV kill vision, crazy Canadian humor to offset the uh, absolute psychological terror tension, prank calls, high-tech phone tracing, a swearing Santa, Turtle effing, shag carpet, Juliet without her Romeo, classical music destruction, a fellow with a mink coat who's straight pimping, old lady drunkenness, creepy Christmas carolers, the neighborhood watch, a smart cop, a dumb as rocks cop, and a killer who doesn't give a flying. Yeah, it is Black Christmas, but Paul already got it. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, it was Black Christmas. I got it. What the heck does that have to do with his wife dying? How was I supposed to get it from that? I was going to say that's a different review, but yes, I don't know what's up with that first review. Like, is that real or was it just like she just love? He just loves Margot Kidder. Is that it? That's my other thing. I'm like, is is he like upset that one of the actresses was killed in the movie and like they like her? I'm guessing that. But I like this other review because he laid out like, yeah, that's that's Black Christmas. God bless Bob Clark. He gave us Porky's, A Christmas Story, Baby Geniuses, and one of the most frightening horror movies of all time. We give lots of deserving love to Toby Hooper's The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and John Carpenter's Halloween, but Black Christmas deserves our highest praise, too. Characters you actually care about, real terror, terrific camera work, slick editing, humor in all the right places, Mr. 70s John Saxton, and an ending that's still talked about and debated today. Black Christmas is a must-watch for anyone in need of a little bit of holiday magic. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, letterboxed friends. I must say, I didn't really get crap about any of the characters, honestly. But all the other stuff he said was true. It had way, way underage drinking. Yeah, at one point, Margot Kidder's character is feeding some, like, obviously little, like, 10-year-old kid something that's supposed to be booze. But it was not, in case you didn't notice, that was a Welch's grape juice bottle she was pouring. Was it? It Paul... Did Paul Paul write that review? Was that written by Paul? No. (laughs) That was written by Todd Gaines. Thanks, Todd. You wrote wrote a cool review. Sorry I didn't read everybody's names on these reviews. We had nothing to gains from that. There's one more, and this is I'm going to throw out to everybody. And this is again. Wait, who? Okay, so Melanie, you did get that one. Was that? that Yeah, but I I got it after Paul uh, got that one. Yeah, but did you get it because Paul got it? No, I got it after, but... Well, I'll, give, I'll give you both points. How I've been doing it. There's four reviews, but they're both like pairs. So, for this movie, a half-star review. This is the best Christmas film ever made. Also a half-star review. This may be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. That, that narrows it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know there's nothing to work with there. Should I go ahead and go with the second set of reviews then? Yeah. Okay. This one will most likely give it away. They're not all bad reviews. 
Here's a five-star review. It's turbo time. Here's a half-star review. It's never turbo time. Turbo, man. <laughs> no. Turbo. Is that jingle all the way? You go all the way. Yeah! <laughs> Get to I the just, chopper! I just love that this is the best Christmas film ever made, and this may be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life, are both half-star reviews. It makes <laughs> sense if you've seen Jingle All the Way. So half... To- it's like, why do I know Turbo Time? Because like my brain goes to Power Rangers right away. And it was like, no, that's not it. There's no Christmas. I went to Knight Rider real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turbo Boost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, it's Turbo Time. I, that's that's all I've got. Who won? I think it, I think it was Jesse. Melanie won. <gasps> what? Really? Three point five. Jesse had three. Oh, I feel a little bad because I unintentionally threw more that were specifically for Melanie. When I first started putting these out, yeah, I'll, I'll, do... I'll give Turbo away. time ain't nothing to F with. Yeah, I could give no. away one of my, my half point because <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, <sighs> I'm willing okay. to share the crown for sure. In that... <laughs> 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 Says the person in second place, I'm willing to share the crown. I'm willing, yeah. You know what? Okay. Okay. Melanie and Jesse tied for first. My thought was I was going to give these were each going to be individual for you guys. But then I was like, well, only some of them like Scrooge and Star Wars were and Die Hard were for Melanie for obvious trolley reasons. Not Scrooge, but but then also Black Christmas. And I was like, oh, crap. Like nobody else is going to nobody else has watched that one. Um, yeah. I mean, it was clearly the Dominion machines that were. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just because I have, I have issues with things, and Randy has issues with messing with people about their issues with things, and that's what happens. That Ernest Saves Christmas one is still messing with me because I was like, what? <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas, and I thought Jingle All the Way would be maybe a good Jesse one. I thought what? maybe Gremlins and Home Alone only because I know. Jasper's watched those because we've done them on GCU. It'd be good for Jasper. It was, but it was uh, like Gremlins was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That totally throws me off because I think totally kid movies. And there's not a lot of children in that movie at all. Maddie D says they want Die Hard thrown out due to reactions. (laughs) Rigged. Well, plus, arguably, it's contested whether Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. So should that even count? Maddie D had 1.5 points. Paul had 0.5 points. No, he had Black Christmas, didn't he? Yeah. So he had at least one whole point. I think so. Did he? He didn't guess Black Christmas on the first one, though, did he? Because that was the I like this film, but I put that rating because my wife was killed. Oh, oh. like oh, I okay. I didn't understand how you were doing that. I yeah, thought no, it was like whoever it got the- it first got a full point. No, if if whoever got it on the first. Rather obscure review. review. Okay. Oh, and that's why nobody got very many first points. Yeah. Then they get a full point, and then whoever got it. Yeah, I didn't go by who went, who got it first. I just, yeah, level of difficulty of review. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe that's a game. Yeah. I think (laughs) no one's ever done it before, or so strongly. Yeah. I like it. I want to do it some other time, but I think we should all pick a review and make Randy guess it next time. 
There oh, we go. That's fine. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Well, obviously, I couldn't play because I was mm-hmm. kind of the GM, I guess, for this. But right, watch the replay. <laughs> because they didn't i didn't let them in to watch me tally these points did paul um, have like a review of last year's christmas special or did i read that wrong are you read that <laughs> wrong no paul paul in his last year's christmas episode did black christmas oh his last year i was like wait wait is he talking about our our christmas special did we do a christmas special i don't remember i feel like we probably did but i don't know what it was last year we did we talked about (sighs) i just trolled with like (laughs) i just remember trolling putting together a list of like the greatest christmas movies and intentionally picking just ridiculous movies like oh okay i do remember this a little bit oh yeah. i don't know that we did that on the show but i remember writing the article because i threw lethal weapon on there because it's part <laughs> yeah, of it yes. during christmas or something yeah i, I was just I, christmas is just becoming me trolling people who are open to it <laughs> no it's funny like okay so we didn't i i guess i didn't throw out a review of Ernest saves christmas but i like it like i would say it's at least a three or a four I don't know. 3.5. I'd give it a 3.5. 3.5? Yeah. Jasper, did you did you rate Santa's sleigh? Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. All right. How do we feel about Christmas this year? Because I feel like Christmas is more important this year because of 2020 being what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, not even going to have a Christmas with my family. Yeah, I was going to say also like yeah, don't do Christmas with your family. If no, I'm not going to. I don't I'm not going to, you know. And it's super sad, but I'm it's because I love my family. We're not going to have Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too late to arrange it now, but you know, set up video calls and yeah, yeah. mail mail them your gifts. Open right. them on the video call. That's a fun idea. When my and my parents are old enough but young enough, you know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. is like we're so close to a vaccine, we're not going to mess with that. You know, like we made it this far. No, we're not going to mess. Yeah, that's kind of that's a really good point. Yeah, you've made it this far. Like if you're doing fine at this point, just wait. Just wait. The end seems actually in sight Mm -hmm. or the kind of end. But it seems Mm -hmm. actually in sight compared to where it was. It would be a real shame to mess it up now. You know, like nobody got COVID yet. Let's make it a perfect streak here, I guess. I don't know. Let's let Firestarter do its job and finish hard for us. Paul said Christmas Grolix was like the Grolix Halloween. It was a top 10 list. I'm a sucker for those lists. Uh, we like our list episodes. Yep. I mean, that's kind of what this was, just a different format. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we've been doing the Monster of the Week. It's essentially a list episode. Just no particular order. It's Yeah, it's just a shorter list, but we talk longer about each item. Hey, what are we? Are we going to do anything for New Year's since we're not going to have an episode until basically 2021? So, this is our last episode of 2020 because mm-hmm. next Thursday is Christmas Eve and the Thursday after is New Year's Eve. So, we're probably not going to do any streams. What's that? Party. Party? Party with like one person. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, worst Star Wars Christmas ever, <laughs> Maddie G says. Oh, okay. I see why. I see why. Because he's talking about the Boba Fett actor. 
you notice generally we don't we don't we don't do those react to the news because that it's just depressing. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I remember. Actually, I remember. Paul says, actually, I remember us having the diehard argument last year too. Should we schedule next year's now? I'm gonna drop it, Melanie, because we have had it for like the last three years. But it is a running joke that uh, Star Wars is a Christmas movie because yeah. we're the only ones that have that argument. Star Wars so. is a Christmas movie, and you know how I know they made Star Wars wrapping paper for Christmas. So. Why would they do that? Star Wars, everything for You're everything because right. they're Star Wars. Just <laughs> <laughs> to say, there's He-Man Christmas wrapping paper, but there is. Yes, yeah. yeah. of course they had a Christmas special. I will give them that. It was a He-Man She-Ra crossover. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Even children, and so that's why it made sense that there was Christmas because Christmas is Earth holiday, and there were children they didn't die <laughs> a gremlins review which was misleading i don't think i would bring up the diehard thing so often if it weren't for like her counterpoint is that star wars is a christmas movie <laughs> even though That's it doesn't fair. like check any okay. of the marks she put on christmas I, movies no, I, I almost I, did uh doctor who because doctor who always does mm-hmm. a christmas special almost always not this mm-hmm. year it's 2020. So they've changed it. Well, yeah, it's gonna be New year's, year's again. It's the New Year's special. Yeah, it's a new tradition with Chibi. So Ooh, I was reading an article. There was a show uh by Mike Flanagan that filmed entirely since COVID. It was one of the only shows that filmed during the lockdowns, and they had no issues because they followed the stuff, and it's called Crap, I forgot, but it's another series that he actually directed every episode of. I was just reading about that last night. Crap, I forgot. Sounds great. Paul said, oh my, OMG, it's her Snyder Watch. That's exactly it. Because Snyder Watch is <laughs> the whole just Snyder Cut Justice League thing is so overplayed. That's why we jumped on it so hard now because yeah. it's everyone's so kind sick of, our of it. Thing. The internet is done with Die Hard for is a Christmas movie or not. They hate it. That's why we jump on. We're still there because you know why? It's gonna suck because it's dead. Because nobody cares. Everyone's sick of it. So we're like, yes, now is our time. Did you guys do Die Hard? Yeah, you did on GCU, right? Die Hard and Home Alone, man. They did surprisingly well. Yeah, together. You guys, if John out, it was fun. Yeah. If John McClane would have had Kevin McAllister with him, he would have had no trouble with those terrorists. All right, Alan Rickman, you're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Where that movie would have had some more dead children and it might have been a little bit better. Huh? Maddie D says, OMG, where is our Snyder watch? I mean, 2021, man. That's the year of the Snyder watch, right? <laughs> you know, originally I was going to stop doing Snyder watches on like New Year's, but then, yeah, you know what? I think Jesse's. Right. I mean, really, really, dude, 2021 is going to be all about Snyder watch. Here's your Snyder watch. Hold on. Here's your Snyder watch. <laughs> Snyder Watch because you demanded it. Justice League Snyder Cut debuts on HBO Max in March. Director reveals. This is breaking news from today. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll at least see the first part in March of 2021, obviously. And yeah, so there we go. Snyder Watch. You're welcome. Lenny Vernon joins the cast of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is that true? It must be true. I mean, they're just adding everybody. You know, like, it doesn't matter if they were in it or not. You just add them in. So, yeah, Lenny Vernon. Yeah. Tank Monkey, also in the Snyder Watch. (laughs) Tank Monkey. And in Spider-Man. Yeah, and yeah, also in Spider-Man, just Zach, like he was in Spider-Man Four. Zack Snyder that? himself will be in Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, just add a bunch of things, you know, because that works so well for Spider-Man Three, as directed by Sam Raimi. You know, just add as many things as possible. My hot take for that movie, and I know I'm not alone in oh this, is that if you just didn't put Venom in that movie, it was a fine movie. It was fine. If they were just stuck with the Sandman stuff and the, um, not Harry. Yeah, Harry. Harry Osborne stuff. It was a okay movie until they added in that third act, which was awful. Melanie, what? anything we should be amazed about? Yeah, there's probably a bunch of things, but I'm just going to go with this thing. They have a newly discovered mineral called petrovite that they found in a volcano in Russia, and it's possibly going to revolutionize batteries. It's got a unique structure that would work great for batteries and it would be way cheaper, but they there's you know a limited amount in the volcano, so they have to see how easy it is to make in the lab first. But if they can make it as easily as they think they can, it would be a super cheap alternative to lithium, which is what is currently in use. And it would be a lot, lot, lot better for the environment. So that's something to be excited about. To look forward to if they uh, can get it working right. I've actually heard about this and they were talking about it with like um, the Tesla and electric cars and mm-hmm. how they could charge vehicles within like 10 minutes. Because mm-hmm. like right now it's like maybe a half hour to an hour. Uh-huh. And so, like a ten-minute charge, you could go in, get a coffee and donut, you know, chill, and boom! Now you can drive for five hundred miles. Yep. Paul asks, "Who is digging around in volcanoes?" I'm more impressed they survived. And I related. Maddie D says, "Ah, those wacky Russians." <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's who. True. No, it's a research team. They're from Saint Peter's University in Russia. Very interesting, and and you know, advances. And it's something that um, is easy easier to explain because I have had a comment or two that people don't understand what the heck I'm talking about sometimes. So trying to simple it down a bit. Jesse, what do you got coming up? Somebody mentioned something about a six-hour stream you got coming up. That's that's fair. Actually, I was going to mention this because of Paul because I know for a fact that Paul has got the ABCs of pop culture like he usually does on these crazy extended streams. I'm not 100% on what I'm going to be doing, but in the Eddie and the Star Cruisers six-hour thing, which is the last working title we had, there may be there may be some puppets. I don't know who's a puppet enthusiast on this stream, but <laughs> if you show up, there may be some puppets on the stream. And I might know a guy that knows about some puppets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's on the Eddie and the Star Cruisers Facebook page? Yes. Yeah. Look for it there for sure. That's really the main place that it would stream from. You know, it just occurred to me. 
Jesse, do you prefer like hand up the butt puppets or like stringy dance puppets? <laughs> uh, I oh, wow, that's a weird way to frame it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I prefer like I prefer puppets as opposed to to marionettes, which is what I believe you're referring oh, to with the, the stringy ones. So prefer to manipulate with the hand as opposed to the strings. So, so you you like to you you like to put your hand up the butt of the puppet rather than a hung. Puppet. I didn't say that. You don't <laughs> want to said that. You don't want a hung puppet. No. Yeah, I don't want to hang any puppets. No. You know what's ridiculous? I needed it because I try not to let my every my regular world spill into our podcast. But as you were speaking, my nephew pokes his head and he said, "Did you just say a stringy puppet? That's a marionette. What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> That kid is wise beyond his years. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. So. Yeah, yeah. Jasper, what do you got going on? You got anything exciting to come talk to coming up, or you got anything you want to tell people? Go go here and do something, or what do you want? <laughs> Where can they get a cup? What you want, boy? Never mind. Never mind. Oh, you mean this? Can't get it. Caranzo cup. You can't do it. You can't get it. Can't one of a kind. Can't sell us. Because it's mine. But Carranzo, is there somewhere they should put that? That they might be able to see things that you never post? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's been months since you've been on the show. I gotta get my jabs. Yeah, I wish wish my internet connection was better up in the little backcountry. Yeah, rural internet is not great, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's 20, capped at 20. But, uh, trying to get some videos recorded at least so then with my internet connection does get better i will have a backlog it'll take forever but uploading i mean at least uploading streaming might not be an option but you can yeah no we as you can see here with my audio and stuff streaming is not the option right now it's not too bad sounds good now yeah it's not bad i can't i still can't figure this out why it keeps shutting off but but yeah cool okay so when I when I do get that better connection, hey Melanie, what? you got anything else you want to tell people? No. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw it over to you. Um, I don't have too much going on either. We will be back after the new year, twenty twenty one. We will probably do some type of new year. We always do a new year's thing. I am I, I don't know a retrospective of the year or something. Although I feel like everybody's going to hit twenty twenty one. Not that anything's really going to change, but they're going to hit twenty twenty one and be like, we're never talking about twenty twenty. Yeah, so here's our resolution we will not do that episode that we will not do the not talking about 2020 episode right. yeah instead we're, we're gonna talk about it instead yeah we're gonna talk about it all year wait is that a dead horse does it need beating I mean, I'll just say now 2020 is the year we live streamed every episode and put out more episodes than we ever have in a year. For real. For real. Weird. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to wait till after the new year, but I'll be putting out a new album under the audio snuff title. It's going to be weird. So you probably won't like it, but that'll happen. And I'll tell you when it does. (laughs) It's it's the spooky audio snuff, not super science. Not super science is audio snuff. It's too weird for super science. audio stuff is a title i've had but been sitting on for years at this point it's my like dark ambient noise 
sound. It, sound. It, it, it's the creepy. Could you could you kill people to it? Yeah. Yeah. And you're not listening right if you're not asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, it's not Christian true. Bale needs a new Huey Lewis in the news. What were you saying, Melanie? It's not your music. It was music that I was like, I want sleep music. So it's a lot of like, not white noise, but like noise, long soundscapes and drones and stuff. But it's also too creepy. <laughs> like I didn't really succeed in my goal because it's 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 more nightmare music than like nice dream music. So it's that's like, what. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> We've got TARDIS. Uh, it the, uh, what was that? It's not quite that, but I'm going to sample Piano that. Piano chords. That next album. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't want it to be uh, unpleasant. It's noise, but it's not like painful noise. It's just kind of creepy noise. Mm-hmm. Paul says, I'm in. Put me down for one copy. I need new murder music. <laughs> okay thank you to the folks in the chat maddie d and paul for sure and check out both of their podcasts they both have multiple so yeah the easiest way to find both of them is to go to electronicmediacollective.com yes which there will be developments on that too i think this coming year but it's too early to really say what that means yeah, thanks for everybody who for watching and listening. Savannah, I, I feel like you probably are gone by this late in the stream, but thanks for tuning in like you usually do. And everybody else. Jenna, Jenna thank you. Jenna, yes. And everybody listening in the future on the podcast feed, thank you. If you're listening on the GCU feed, we've been doing this Monster of the Week segment for a while. I don't, I'm a, maybe it's continuing on the Grolix podcast feed. We don't know. But we've been talking about a lot of movies. So if you missed the movie talk that we've been doing, hop over to the Grolix podcast podcast feed and check us out there. GCU will be coming back some point in 2021. I'm doing hands for the audio listeners. I'm doing some hand thing. Jenna's still there. Hi, Jenna. Take it easy, everybody. Yep. Later. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I made a mistake, Matt pointed out. By the way, that wasn't the Snyder Watch video. That was the intro video again, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. And have that. It's nights. <laughs> We're going to go backwards. Retroactively Snyder watch. <laughs>